0: Welcome to Straight and Curly, a podcast for self-improvement junkies. I'm Kelly Exeter. And I'm Carly Jacobs. This is episode 143. Hello
1: and welcome to Straight and Curly. How are you going today, Kel?
0: Oh, yeah, good. Um, I just... I'm feeling like there's a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel for us here in w a who are you know who have been working with kids home from school uh for five, six weeks now um in that our schools are being reopened next week, so i've I'm of course still deciding whether I will actually send the kids or not. I feel like the risk is very, very low, yeah, but I also feel like I don't know what I would do if my kid infected one of their grandparents. We're quite attached yeah. to both sets of parents. Um, so, you yeah, know, the fact that the government feels things are safe, I, I do trust the government and the medical advice that they're receiving. Um, so, I, and and community transmission in WA at the moment is super, super, super low. Um, so, Much yeah. lower than
1: anywhere else in Australia.
0: Oh, very much. So yeah just I think I mentioned in the last week's show like you know if probably just for their their mental health I, I feel like it's best for them to go back to school um but yeah I'm gonna make that decision closer today but yeah like I said I just I feel like there's yeah just some light because right now as you know our last episode was all about being in survival mode still in survival mode <laughs> Yeah,
1: it's such a minefield and things are really different on the west coast than they are on the east. Although schools are being reopened here too. This is being recorded on the 21st of April and I think they're doing a slow rollout in New South Wales and Queensland. I think Victoria is standing firm. Um, But, yeah. Yeah,
0: Victoria has said like all of turn 2 I'm freaking out for Victoria Victorian parents, absolutely,
1: yeah. (laughs) But also, I think it's it's difficult for the teachers as well because you know they're they're kind of doing two jobs at the moment. Yeah, I think obviously having schools closed is you know better for community transmission, but also it'll I think it'll just be easier on everyone when it's just (laughs) over and everyone can go back to school. It's just hard at the moment. I think everyone's really doing their best, and I like I don't envy anyone having to make those decisions at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's really difficult. (laughs) Um, yeah well let's move on to recommendation of the week so my recommendation is the book my dark vanessa Uh, this one does come with a trigger warning it contains themes of sexual abuse but it's a very interesting read particularly in these times of hashtag me too and it goes into the intricacies of consent and what that looks like and how men have been abusing their power for far too long and you know how important it is to call them out on their behavior so it's basically the story of a girl who um, had what she thought was an affair with a teacher, and the book kind of deconstructs how that's not what it was.
0: Uh, right? Yeah. It's yeah. It's very interesting. I mean, we talked about a few episodes ago. I talked about Glee. Um, oh yeah. And how we had started watching that, but it was making me feel really uncomfortable because I, I knew it was an old show. Yeah. And I just felt like the way that they were tackling certain topics. May have seemed very progressive at the time and very open minded. And that I, that it felt like they were trying to do the right thing, but just their delivery and their treatment of certain topics was just not, not, not right. Um, and we've just come such a long way
1: with Definitely. our understanding
0: of the nuances of consent and things like that. So, um,
1: um, I had a, I had a TV recommendation for you, actually, after I screwed up so badly with the Inbetweeners. That was just <laughs> the, the worst recommendation. It was so bad. It was just <laughs> terrible. And I don't know if this is also going to be a terrible recommendation, but um, a friend of mine mentioned this as a show that she was watching with her kids. Her kids are a bit older than yours. I think one of them might be a teenager. Uh, but she's been watching The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air.
0: Oh, and her- we did see start watching that actually yeah Yeah. and then um what then and then and I think we started then we picked up the good place but I think we might go Jaden really enjoyed it um Mia less so we've started watching this show because only because Mia loves it the is it the big show or it's about this wrestler and his family and it's so there lame. Is. It's so lame. But Mia just loves it. And there's just the, the youngest kid in the family is this sassy, you know, scheming but super cute little girl. Um and I'm just like watching Mia watch her going, oh God oh no <laughs> what am i doing here you're just you're smiling the whole time and you're just getting ideas from this girl but anyway <laughs> um yeah but no we did um we did start watching the fresh Prince, and i do yeah it, and it took me back a bit as well so we might revisit it because it is on netflix so thank you for that yeah Um, so my recommendation for the week is very niche and one for all the basketball heads out there. Um, so Netflix has just started dropping episodes of its 10 part documentary on Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls 1997, 98 season. So it was kind of like their second three-peat year. Um, and it's called the last dance and, uh, it actually, it's, probably should be watching in isolation when we're feeling emotionally fragile because it has brought up a lot of emotions for Jaden and me yeah. because you know it's making us miss Ant very badly like me on the level of this is this is our era of watching the NBA and you know, does Jaden understand Michael Jordan and like does he? yeah he does more than I thought he would I thought yeah. he really w- you know he's he knows more about the NBA than I do. He's he watches endless YouTube videos and he's quite across it. Um, because like but-
1: I I'm I'm all across Michael Jordan because like I'm not into basketball and never have been. But I like in in 97, 98, that's all anyone spoke about. It just seemed to permeate yeah. every level of culture and subculture. And I'm I I don't know that things do that. Like that anymore because I don't. I I couldn't name a single basketball player now.
0: Yeah, well, there you go. So he really like the that whole team really transcended sport, you know. And it's just it's been it's so fun watching it because you're getting like you're remembering things that you'd forgotten. You knew and
1: yeah. um, Have you watched
0: Space Jam with him? uh, I think have. Uh, he's watched it but I haven't watched it with him um yeah it's such a good movie it's so been it, yeah there's a few of those basketball movies actually that are a bit like some are super lame yeah <laughs> but, but at the time yeah because they're making space jam 2 at the moment I think oh my god well they were I don't know what they're doing right now but um yeah anyway so that's my recommendation of the week and I do recommend it to you know my, like you said, like you're not into basketball, you're no. not super, super into sport, but that's the thing that really I'm planning on watching it. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, it's I've only watched the first two episodes so far, but oh my god, they've just done just such a great job. Um, yeah, it, it's really good. It's it was super, super mega hyped, but as a lot of people on Twitter are saying, like this is one of those rare things that. Exceeds the hype, which is yeah. very, very unusual. So, but it's
1: also yeah. interesting. I was thinking about this the other day. How uh, I'm not quite sure how it happened, and I think the internet might, you know, be blames the wrong word, but responsible for those huge cultural things that you are so aware of um, that don't seem to happen anymore because we can seek out what we want to consume, yeah, and totally. it's harder to target. People across the board anymore. Like I can name, you know, five basketball players who played basketball in the nineties, and I could I literally could not name a single basketball player
0: <laughs> now. Not even Steph the Steph Curry, LeBron James.
1: <laughs> Come on, oh he LeBron heard- James, but only because yes. he's friends with Amy Schumer.
0: All right, <laughs> and he's in, he's
1: in like her TV show and her movies and stuff.
0: All right, that's funny.
1: Yeah, that's oh. about it. And I like, I I didn't actually know who Kobe Bryant was.
0: Oh my god!
1: No, god. I hadn't. I was like, "Oh, what does he do?" And I'm like, "Oh, he's a <gasps> basketballer." I had no idea. Like that, but but I, I, that that just proves my point. Like I don't. I'm so aware of like Shaquille O'Neal and Michael Jordan, and
0: yeah, those that are the only era, I, I mean, can such remember, an af- but yeah, such yeah, an amazing I, era of basketball. And yeah, it does. I'm enjoying seeing Jaden um get an understanding of just <sighs> how good Jordan was. You know.
1: Oh yeah, he was just
0: outstanding, and I
1: can I can remember there being a thing about his sneakers and how enormous they were, and they had to like specially make them or something. They were just and like that were size like twenty or something crazy. Oh really, George? Yeah, Yeah. I can remember. I can remember. Yeah, like because I can remember there was a there was a thing, and they had in like athletes' foot these fake shoes that were the same size as michael jordan's feet and they were massive oh right okay probably michael jordan could be making that (laughs) up actually there's an excellent excellent episode of a show called adam ruins everything that is Uh, probably available on sbs on demand or whatever the sbs demand thing is um i watched it a couple of weeks ago so if you're in australia you should be able to find it but there is an episode he does things where he deconstructs um Stuff So it would be like Adam Ruins the Internet or Adam Ruins International Travel where he takes a commonly held belief and deconstructs it and kind of explains to you why it's incorrect. And so yeah. this one he did on racism and he went through all of the different reasons, um, like all of the different kind of uh, racial stereotypes and goes through the racial stereotype of why people, why black people are good at basketball and just – goes through because, like, they're actually not better at basketball, it's just culturally they uh, played basketball because yeah. of, of where they lived and the communities that they lived in. Um, and also there's a, a racial stereotype that black people can't swim and the reason why they can't is because they weren't allowed in public pools. So it's like, it's, it's just all of this, these horrific racial stereotypes, where they came from, how they, and and how they're actually true, but there's reasons why. Yeah, but they're not true for the reason
0: that you think they are. No, exactly. So that
1: was really interesting. So if you can track that down, it's, I think it's Adam Ruins stereotypes or something like that, but it was fantastic. But,
0: yeah, so that's,
1: you know, all ties into the the whole basketball thing. Sorry, it went
0: way on a tangent. <laughs> no, that's all the right. One. leads very nicely into Carly's random thing of the week. Because I'm so random. Yeah. Uh,
1: so I think I've spoken before about how bad I am in a crisis situation. <laughs> and um, I had a recent uh, incident. This was a few months ago back when we were allowed to see people and do things. Uh, we We had a friend come to visit and Harriet was, in daycare and, um, I, you know, I took an hour off to go for a walk with them in the afternoon. We were walking down near this river near our house and, uh, I saw a snake and instead of saying snake and alerting the other two people I was with that there was a snake, I just went and ran away. (laughs) uh so they saw me running (laughs) and then (laughs) they didn't know why they saw the snake and then also started running away so I was like bye and I just (laughs) laid it out of there without warning anyone else and so now I'm just wondering if there's some kind of training you can do to not be a dick in a crisis situation (laughs) because I'd really like to not leave people I love to die because I can't make (laughs) words happen
0: uh, Must have been. Real. I just. Can't, I, I'm so staggered that you are like this. It's so you're just weird. So sensible. Um, I am very sensible. Yeah, I don't I, know how to help you. <laughs> just because yeah, I me just assumed you could help yourself. No,
1: I was just like. I mean, you know, I I love those two people that I was with very much, <laughs> and I was like, oh, see ya, have fun, bye. Yeah, so I would really like to work better on my crisis management. Uh, yeah, so if anyone, anyone in knows. the
0: group can help, can help Carly with this. Yeah. That, that would be great. She I mean, some counselling. It's <laughs>
1: funny talking about it in retrospect, but what if one of them got bitten? Then I'd feel even I know. worse.
0: <clears throat> I reckon that might that would be enough to break you out of it. It could mm, be actually. exposure just, therapy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I have the, to fake something. <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> on to the topic of the week. Okay, so the topic of the week, um, I won't say what it is yet. I'm just going to do a little bit of a preamble here and say that, look, we're going to do something a little bit different today. So if anyone ever used to listen to the podcast I did with Brooke McCallery called Let It Be, this is going to be a little bit like that. So it's just me and Carly sharing our thoughts on a topic and seeing where the conversation takes us. And is that thought causing you anxiety, Carls? Because... I have to say literally every show I did with Brooke caused me this massive anxiety because even even when like I cracked and things got too much for me and I tried to take control and like map out a conversation for us because I could not handle the unscriptedness of our shows, Brooke never stuck to my map anyway and we always went off road. So um, I will say the interesting thing was it always ended up somewhere, but the the anxiety of not having like tips or a real direction of where we were heading freaked me out. So, Carls, are you freaked out?
1: Yes, yes, I'm extraordinarily (laughs) freaked out about it, mainly just because I'm really terrible at censoring myself and I often (laughs) let out not fully formed thoughts and they just slip out of my mouth and then I regret them later. And I'm bad enough when I do have bits and pieces <laughs> noted down because then I think of a cool story and I throw it in there and then I listen back to it and think probably shouldn't have shared that Carl it's not, <laughs> not, not your finest moment so I also totally started when I was reading through the notes for this episode I was like yeah yeah okay so we're not going to write notes I'm just going to write a few notes that, de- <laughs> that that defeats the purpose so I have not written any notes for this This is me completely unscripted, and I'm very sorry if I say anything dumb because unscripted Carly can be a bit of a menace.
0: (laughs) Yes. So suffice to say this conversation is us going out of our comfort zones. We don't know where we're going to end up, but we do know where we're going to start, and that is with the question, where do we go when we die? And a supplementary, I I kind of feel like there needs to be a supplementary question to this relevant to this podcast, and and that would be... Does your individual thoughts on this change how you live? Um, and so just a little bit of context, because obviously last year I- I've lost people close to me before I lost Ant. And I was never never confronted with the need to find out where do we go? Um, until I lost Aunt. And then I and I don't know if it was just the age at which I lost him. I don't know. Um, I don't know why it was the closeness obviously he's my life partner but I yeah I found myself really needing to know as much as anyone can know these things that that he was somewhere still like he was here somewhere or somehow and that he could still see us Um, and that was the point where I realized I had beliefs I didn't know I had if that makes any sense but before I get into that I think let's go let's start at the start Carl's like what did you grow up believing?
1: Uh, nothing hard and fast. Uh, I don't come from a particularly religious family. Having said that, my mother was raised by a fundamentalist Baptist. My grandfather, and he was incredibly religious and incredibly strict, but he kind of he he remained Christian throughout his life, but kind of chopped and changed the label of, of oh, the that. religion. Yeah, exactly. Um, never Catholic. <laughs> uh, but he he was. Mainly Baptist, um, and extraordinarily strict, uh. But yeah, so my mum kind of rebelled against that and was a bit of a hippie and never had us baptised and we never really followed a religion. Uh, my parents are kind of of that age where you know they're, I think my dad's Protestant or something, but kind of just title only. They don't really. They kind of just went to church because everyone did and it was never really enforced outside of that. Um, and I went to a Catholic high school, but only just because. I did, I don't really know why, but I wasn't, I don't know, it just kind of happened. I grew up not necessarily believing in heaven um, and not necessarily believing anything hard and fast about what happens when we die. Um, I haven't really spoken to my dad much about it. Um, My mum is a, a quietly spiritual person, not sort of in a God or religion kind of a way, but, you know, she... Believes in souls, and she she kind of has this thing where she thinks people have been here before, and doesn't really like the concept of people's people dying like that being the end. it's, yeah. it's sort of hard to explain. There's not necessarily something I believe hard and fast. It's sort of that I I don't believe that death is the end. Is sort of how I was raised. It's very wishy washy, but. I don't, I don't necessarily believe in heaven and I don't necessarily believe in hell, but I don't necessarily think that when you die, that's the end either. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. And so that's kind of what you grew up believing or you didn't really grow up believing anything. Yeah. That's,
1: that's kind of what, well, there there wasn't anything set in stone about it, but that's sort of what I grew up believing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I, um, grew up very Catholic. Um, <laughs> um so Like you know, properly was, Catholic, not pretend Catholic. <laughs> yeah, like I was the kind of Catholic that went to a Catholic primary school, went to a Catholic high school, went to church every weekend. Um I, you know, my parents are not staunchly religious, but they're, you know but, Habitual Catholics. Yeah. The, you, but they believe, you know. So I grew up believing in heaven. We went, you know, we went to heaven. I didn't really and I you know, I grew up thinking heaven was a kind of, you know, a place where it's, a t- you know, and the Catholic religion and God. Please correct me if I'm wrong. and Anybody in the group that knows theology better than me, but the to me, I don't know if it's Christianity or whether it's Catholicism that kind of dictates, like, like everything that we're doing here on Earth is secondary to the life that we're going to lead when we die. Like, you know, it's a privilege to die because and go wow. to heaven, and you know, I'm. I could be completely munting that, but um, that's not what I grew up believing. I just kind of, you know, grew up believing like that you go to heaven if you're a good person and I never really gave a lot of thought to hell. Um, I kind of figured like you got to be super, super bad to go there yeah, um, and I didn't know any super, super bad people and I certainly wasn't myself. Um, But, yeah, I grew up believing in heaven. So then, you yeah, know, and I guess the next question will be, well, how did that evolve over time? And for me, I kind of towards, you know, my late teens, I have a very, you know, you and I are similar. I've got a very, we've got science kind of brains. Mm. Like we've got the kind of brains that are like we don't just believe because someone tells us something. There's a little bit of a burden of proof there. Like we've got to kind of go and research it or – Have something to back up what we believe. Um, and I was very much like that kind of towards my late teens going, okay, hang on a minute. This God thing. So I grew up believing in God and Jesus and guardian angels, and I had a guardian angel and I talked to her and I prayed to her and did all those things. (laughs) Um, I know (laughs) it's so sorry. I didn't mean, I didn't mean for that to sound contrite, but it was just kind
1: of like, yeah it, it's just so funny looking at um a younger version of kelly and embracing that
0: yeah like i totally like mum used to catch me making the sign of the cross to myself all the time because i was talking to my guardian angel and like you know think and it's not like my parents weren't like fundamentalist christians by any stretch of the imagination like we were just regular you know run in the mill catholics who went to church every weekend but i was quite a believer in all those things um And then at some stage, I don't know when or how or why, but I just started to question the whole God thing and really is there's this omniscient being that is deeply, so deeply. I kind of started questioning the whole praying thing. Like I pray to you because I want to get a good result on my test and I pray to you because I want to be captain of the athletics team. And like, you know, and I'm sure – Christians are going, you're not meant to pray for that kind of stuff, girl. (laughs) Um, But, you know, that's where I was at. And then I kind of started going, hang on a minute, surely this being who is all, you know, all-knowing and all-being and all everything, surely he, and, of course, he was a he because I wasn't um, fully woke then um, and understanding that God could also be a woman. Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah, (laughs) Um, that old chestnut. Yeah, so he... um, I was like, really, is this guy, there's just no way he's keeping track of what everyone is doing. And also I couldn't deal with the thought that he was going, okay, you, you're going to lose your kid. Um, Yeah. And that's going to be part of a greater plan that I have. Like I just, that doesn't sit well with me. So towards my late teens, I started going, I'm not really sure about this whole God and Jesus thing. Um, And I, yeah, pretty much when I was 18, I stopped going to church um, and cut my personal ties with organized religion. So I kind of said, look, I believe in something, but I don't believe in organized religion. I I, I kind of understood where religion came from and what it was used for way back. And it just felt like, I can be a spiritual person and I can live by the Christian beliefs. But I, you know, and also like the c- Catholic church with, I felt with what I thought were outdated. Um, this is such tricky territory. I'm freaking it out. Is, like, I and I know, can hear you freaking just, out
1: as well. You're, you're flying blind here, Kelly, but you're doing so well. <laughs> um, I'm actually really proud of us. Like neither of us has said anything particularly awful yet. So I'm yeah. like,
0: yes. Yeah, I, I like I judge nobody for their beliefs or the way that they feel about any, anything, organized religion, non-organized religion, spirituality. I judge no one for what they believe in. I'm interested to hear how people come to their beliefs. Um, and I'm cool with everybody believing whatever they want so long as they don't need me to believe what they believe. Um, that's that's my stance on it. So just so anyone knows. Um I support you in whatever you believe. Um, so long as you don't need me to believe the same thing. So I, um, yeah, I had a problem with Catholicism with the, you know, things like not being able to get a divorce and effectively, you know, people staying in unhappy marriages because they couldn't get divorced and no birth control. And, Mm. and also just the twisting of the Bible, like things that things were written in the Bible that, you know, you could, you could write, decide whatever you wanted. Based on anything written in the Bible, it's if you very will. open to interpretation, very open to interpretation, written by any number of people, translated also, so dodgy translations, so all those things, I it didn't sit well with me once I had the chance to dig into it. And then my um, brother died when I was 22 in a car accident, and that was, you know, I was already pretty much done, but that was, I was super done when my brother died. I had a lot of people come and tell me that it was part of God's greater plan. And, um, I found that really hard to take, so that's where I evol- I evolved to that point of like okay, well, i don't don't believe in God, but i I believe in something. I believe there's a greater being, whether it's Buddha or you know, I felt like all these people have religions, there's not a God, but there's a something. Um, so do you believe there's a something, Carl? Um, I
1: I do. I don't believe in it being one particular thing. I kind of think of it as being, um, I think a lot of religions personify God and turn it into a being that, you know, can be referred to as a single entity or can be, you know, represented in drawings and statues and that kind of thing. I I don't think of, what I think is is what it is as a, a person. It's more of like a, a, a feeling, like a spirit kind of a thing. So I don't necessarily think that you can talk to it like it's your next-door neighbour, like mm-hmm. a lot of people do, uh, i.e. praying. Um, yeah, so I think I I don't like the idea of when people die, that's it. And I also think that when people are born... I'm not super comfortable with the idea of it just being this random mix of cells and outcomes, this person. And there are just too many excellent things in the world for there to not be something up there doing something. Like, I know I'm sounding very vague and very crazy (laughs) right now, but there are just moments where,
0: you know, like- Okay. So. Where well, you so you kind of believed like almost in divine intervention, like there's yeah, some level of. of divine intervention happening yeah. somewhere or something.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I I kind of feel that. So uh, how I this evolved over time, and I, th- this is going to make me sound so crazy because I'm not <laughs> I'm I'm really not a particularly spiritual person. You guys know I'm not into meditation, and I I am not very woo woo. Kelly's a lot more woo than I yeah, am. <laughs> I, I I'm like mildly woo curious, but a lot of the time I'm, I'm just all about the science and all about the facts. Uh, but I do feel like there's in, in terms of my soul or my spirit or whatever it is that lives in my body, that is me. I do feel like it has been here before. And I know when I meet people, whether or not they've been here before and I'm very aware of, this is making you sound nuts no, and I don't, no, I don't think I've no. ever spoken about
0: this I on know I podcast I'm or like-
1: publicly before. This is probably <laughs> shocking everyone. But there are people that um, I meet that my soul has met them before and there are people that I meet that I can tell if their soul is younger or older than me regardless of whether our bodies are younger or older than each other like yeah. kelly our spirits are a very similar age
0: okay do you okay. know what i mean yeah yeah
1: because you're uh, what is the age difference between us it's probably not that much
0: how old are you i am how old am i <laughs> um 42 <laughs> this year this year oh <laughs> uh, i'm 36 <laughs> okay. so that's six like years. yeah so six years like that's
1: not huge but our, yeah. our souls are definitely the same age and both of our souls are older i think both of our souls are older than you
0: oh right
1: okay yeah so we're well, I both- mean
0: it's uh I love that because I just think like how did you and I find each other and then a, and then a very similar thing like with me and Brooke like yeah how do we I often wonder like what what makes me like okay yes we were writing about similar things on the internet but there's many people writing about similar things yeah. on the internet what makes us go it's like when you see someone and you go Brooke calls this like a my it's she's my people yeah yeah and you go like you're totally you're so my people exactly Um, and also
1: like remember when I asked you if you wanted to do this podcast and you were like I thought I already had this conversation
0: in my head with myself
1: (laughs) like like that's that kind of stuff like you, you 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 want to think that it's because we kind of set ourselves up and it feels like it was a divine intervention thing. But like that's weird, right? And you you spoke about that before we even went into this weird spiritual episode where you were like, no, we we really were just going to do this podcast and we already had that conversation. Like that's the type of stuff that I'm talking about. And you know, when yeah. you when you meet someone and you just hit it off immediately and then it's just And you
0: feel like you've known them like Yeah, yeah forever. Um, yeah. That's so interesting because I've never yeah, I've, I've gone all over the place because I'm a bit, so you, as you mentioned, like I'm probably a bit more spiritual and open to the woo than you yeah. are. But then I get to a point where I just flatly reject things and go, no, that's just ridiculous. Um, so I kind of get into like, I really love the idea of souls and I really feel so sure that we, are more than just flesh and blood and that we have souls yet then the scientific part of my brain goes there is just no indication that this is a thing and it's just something that you want to believe but yeah absolutely but also I think like because I'm I, I believe in
1: souls and I do think that there is more to us than just flesh and blood as you said but I also don't believe in soulmates
0: Yeah, I don't believe in soulmates either. I, even though I will call Ant my soulmate. Oh, absolutely. You, you can definitely call him that, but I I don't believe there's one. I don't, and again, I'm not saying there's an element of choice
1: in soulmates.
0: Yeah, that's right. I do feel like. There are. There's more than. Yeah, you know, it's not like oh, there's like one person for all of us in this world, and all oh, that one person just happens to live in the same city and go to the same uni and do the same university course as you, and you meet, and isn't that lucky? No, I. I don't think that's how life works, um, but I do believe that yeah, there are certain because I this is I guess a little bit of a segue, but I always wonder like what makes one person attractive to another person. And yet another person who is, I guess, objectively has all the same traits, is a nice person, might be good looking, might have the, you know, share values, might share interests. Why would you not be interested in that person, but yet interested in the person that you are? And I always feel like there's something spiritual at work there. But again, (laughs) like, like,
1: like one of my best mates who I just completely adore is a rebel um, and I don't have any other rebel friends, pretty much because <laughs> I, I can't uh, being an upholder because you can't deal because I, I can't I can't deal, and you know they piss me off, and then they get pissed off with me getting pissed off with them, and then sometimes I don't even know that I'm pissed off with them, and that it's just this it, I just can't. My apologies to any rebels, but and I mean I'm obviously friends with rebels. They are just I I have like two really close girlfriends. And- one of them's a rebel and one of them's an upholder, and they're so so different. Um, But the rebel is just like she's there's just
0: something about her. There's right? just something about
1: her, and I can't explain it. And and my upholder close friend is just like and there's I I just love her so much. And um, but yeah, it's just it's really interesting because yeah, she's she's just not. Necessarily, what you would expect from someone who just lights up my life and I need her so much, but it just works. There's just something about our friendship that just works. And yeah, I'm sure that people who are in her life meet me and go, "I'm sorry, what? Like, how, how does this work? <laughs> how are just- you,
0: Yeah, how are you guys friends?" And yeah, so I definitely. So this is, uh, I guess, where I landed last year. So last year, and I've mentioned this before, I went to see a medium. Um, And and the person that kind of not convinced me to go see the medium, but the person that kind of because I had been thinking about it because I was just I felt so disconnected from Ant and so far away from him. And I just I I just needed something that made me feel close to him. And like a lot of people would be like, This is how mediums work. They prey on people like you who are so desperate for connection and they will give you that connection and they're just really good at reading body cues and guessing basically um and already I knew all of that already um but I was still fairly desperate but then a friend of mine who is very much like me like she's the most sensible person I know very science driven um she said look I went and saw one after my sister died um a a solid year after her sister died who she was really close to um and she said look I went there like ready to you know with my notepad ready to you know kind of what is it um debunk everything they were saying and to be a disbeliever but the medium just knew things that they couldn't and I was like okay well look I'll go with an open mind I'll see I'll I'll see what I see um that's kind of by the by what the relationship to this I guess this podcast where I'm saying where do we go when we die is that If I'm going to go see a medium, and this is what I didn't realize at the time that I made that decision. If I'm going to go see a medium, then I must believe there is a spiritual world. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, why would you? That's right. So there's no reason to go see a medium if you don't believe that there is a spiritual world. And then if I believe there is a spiritual world, I, I must believe that some part of us. Goes to the spiritual world when we die. And I and, and then when I reflected on it, I kind of went, huh? I've actually always believed this, but I've never really given it any thought. It's just something that I've always believed. Despite the whole, I don't believe in God, and I don't believe in this and I don't believe in that. I have always, yeah, believed, you know, I've believed in souls and I believe in the spiritual world. And yeah, it was kind of, yeah, and that's, I guess, why I wanted to do the episode today and I, why I thought it would be, make for an interesting conversation because I kind of found something out about myself that I didn't really know yeah. and, until last year. And, yes, it was partly driven by desperation, but, like I said, in the end I would never have gone to see a medium if I didn't believe that that, yeah, everyone who's gone before us. And, I mean, then, of course, if I start thinking everyone who's ever died is here somewhere or somehow, I don't know, like that's a lot of people. It's a lot I, of souls I or do like
1: the idea of souls recycling and there is, yeah. I, I feel something to be said about old souls and new souls. So I,
0: and I've, I'm i with you on that because I do really feel, and I'm the same as you where I look at people, young kids, people who are my age, all different ages, and I look at these people and go, Like you have been here before, yeah, you know, and that's the only way to explain that, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Like I know I've been here before. I just, I I kind of feel like, and it's not, it's not even necessarily a good thing to have been here before. It doesn't make you better or wiser. There's just, there's, because there's something about like if, if you've ever met a new soul they're fantastic. Like they, you know, they they have. This is just my interpretation of new souls versus old souls. Is that they're um, they're just so joy filled and so uh, they love to explore things and they just get so much joy out of just existing and it's like a sense of wonder. Like everything yeah, is new and cool. yeah, exactly. That's the thing, and like and and being an old soul. It, if, if you have, it, it's kind of like if you're at a party and I feel like the old souls are the ones that are, um, if, if you have a conversation with them, you leave the next day and an old soul will have told you something that really stuck with you and you'll remember for the rest of your life and, you know, they will have taught you something really amazing, whereas a new soul is the person who got you to shed your inhibitions and dance on a tabletop.
0: Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah,
1: so I, I, I think... See. There's there's room and a place for old and new souls, and I think we're all, you know, one or the other. I think you can probably well, be a medium soul as well. But, yeah, <laughs> I think that's, um, that, that's kind of my interpretation of it. I mean, it's totally made up, but that's yeah. kind of how I compartmentalise it and make sense of it.
0: Well, you have to find a way to – you have to find something that makes sense to you. And, again, there's part of me that rebels at the thought of, like, something that makes sense to you just to make you feel good, like – you know, wh- wh- Where's the science in that, Kelly? But so you've seen the Good Place, mm-hmm. and I don't want to. I don't want to do any spoilers. Or I haven't finished the Good Place.
1: I got uh, to like through season. I got confused, Kelly. Yeah, I was- <laughs> the
0: last the last season is a little bit of hard work. I yeah. really like where they end up. I'm not going to do any spoilers here by saying they kind of bring up the fact that, like, if there is such a thing as heaven and we all go to this place where life is perfect and amazing like that's that's pretty boring eternity kind of situation mm. you know um and so they find a way to you know they explain what's a better way than heaven um and i do re- i really love where they got to in the end um all that said um what i kind of where i've landed uh is kind of related to quantum physics um is that we're all energy and energy cannot be eradicated um so even though that our flesh and blood so there's an energetic portion of us that is who we are um and that that can't die energy can't die so Our energy goes somewhere, and that's so that's where I've landed. Um, and where I sit now is that we're all there is energy to all of us. Our energy when we die, our energy goes to the place that in what I call the spiritual world, what other people might call it something different. Um, and our energy continues to exist. And I, I really, really want. Ant, I don't want Ant to go and be reincarnated anywhere. Yeah, I want him with us in his energy form for as long as we live, you know. I want him to always be there looking out for us. And, you know, and I've been to a few mediums now and <clears throat> and I had the same experience as my friend where they were just things, they could not poss- like very very specific things not like oh or oh, i'm getting a a a, k, a, a k. Do you know any anyone's whose name starts with a k um it's like yeah i know no, heaps of people whose names yeah, begin with k yeah. like let me narrow it down for you um no they they were very very specific and said things and i i'm still I fluctuate daily as to some days I'm like I took great comfort from that. Some days I'm like you are such an idiot for believing in this. Like how stupid are you for taking comfort for this? Um, This really unbelievably, you know, these people are just good at reading bodies. So I I go back and forth all the time but what I really, really want to believe and where I've landed for now until someone can give me distinct proof to the otherwise um is that yeah that the energy thing um which brings me I guess to the final question that we were going to have a look at which is do you think uh, our understanding or our the what the how, what we think about where we go when we die do you think that it influences how people live their lives does it influence how you live your life
1: uh it's that's such a huge question and i Really wish I had have gone against my instincts and written some <laughs> notes about it. um I look. I I don't think a lot about my own death. I'm hoping that it's when I'm very very old and it's like I don't know. I'm feeling like 101, and then I just go to sleep and then don't wake up again. That's kind yeah, of yeah. You my go to ideal. sleep holding Ben's
0: hand. Exactly. And you're both quietly pass. Yeah. Past that's beautiful. Yeah,
1: that's the that's That was thing. my plan. Um. Oh my god, I know Kelly, like I just it's I mean it it's just it's such a um important conversation to have particularly with someone like you with having lost aunt because that just it it, it makes the reality of it such a bigger deal like it, like I have the luxury of not having to think about that right now because the only people in my life that I've cared about that have died have been really old. Yeah. Um, and, and it's it been part of the natural order. Well, I Exactly. This, it's the natural um, order of things. And so you don't have to question it as much because I, I lost both my grandfathers in the last couple of years. Um, I, I like to think that they're kind of still around and keeping an eye on us and doing that kind of stuff, but you know, I, they weren't a part of my everyday life. And, um, yeah they died when they were supposed to so i know
0: and and i guess and yeah and i guess that brings up the interesting question of i mean because you know i lost my grandma i lost my granddad um who i was both of whom i was very close to i lost my brother i lost two really good friends um and none of those people i I didn't expect any of those people to be hanging around looking out for me it was really only aunt and then i feel bad because i'm like well maybe i should have like expected like you know I should be expecting my (laughs) granny to be looking out for me I live with her for how long I should be expecting my brother to or my my two close close friends um but it's interesting because I look at how Ant lived his life and he he was a very much a you live then you die that's it
1: totally I was gonna ask you that that was my next question was was Ant's belief that he that theoretically he would have hung around or was he just like no I'm worm food
0: yeah, no, he he's a completely worm food um kind of belief. And it was really interesting. I've had so many lovely I've so many people say lovely things to me about his funeral and say that they left his funeral wanting to be a better person and which just meant obviously obviously meant the world to me that we were able to celebrate his life in such a way that people left feeling like that. But it's also interesting to me that like the you know the ripples that have come from him, like so many people have come to me and said like they've done the the positive influence he had on their life, and because I think um, there's the song that says, you know, you live, you die twice: once when you die, and once when people forget your name, when your name is never mentioned again. Um, and I, I just think like he he didn't write a book, or he didn't go out to be famous, or so he didn't set out to make sure that nobody ever forgot his name. He just was who he was. Um, so he didn't change how he lived his life, you know, based on how he thought what what happened after or he didn't try to leave a legacy. He just was him and he just did his thing. But he has left an incredible legacy that will endure. Um, and I just found it interesting that, yeah, and he didn't change his life. He thought he was just going to be worm food, but yet he's managed to leave yeah. a real legacy behind and then I think of myself and I think well if I just think does it change how I live my life knowing you know now that I think like this is what where we go I think we're energy and we go into the air and you know whatever um no it doesn't I still live my life the same way and I guess the way that I live my life is I just want to leave the world a better place than what I found it um and I and where I go or what I do once I die doesn't really change that. Yeah, same. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's where I've kind of landed is.
1: Yeah, I've I've landed in a similar place. And, and Ben's the same. He's like, nah, worm food, you know, that's his whole thing. But then also there is something quite beautiful in, yeah, Ant's Legacy just... Being bigger than he ever imagined and
0: Oh, so much more like than he yeah, (laughs) like exactly that. He never imagined or dreamed or wanted. That was never a goal for him. Um, like I I definitely have the goal of I want to leave this world a better place. He was like, I just want to be a good dad, basically. (laughs) Yeah. Um but I just think also by being good parents, we are leaving the world a better place. Oh, Um, absolutely
1: yeah and I also think that if those kind of things make you feel better then it comes back to the do no harm
0: yeah thing you're
1: right always like if you I don't think that believing that someone that you love who has passed is still hanging around is a dangerous thing in any way shape or form I think if anything it's um therapeutic for you it keeps their memory alive Um, yeah, I, I think, and also however people need to deal with grief in the way that they do and, you know, Kelly and I have spoken about religion in this podcast. It's not something that either of us connect to, but I do feel that religion is just kind of a more organized labelled way of, Mm. uh, doing what it is that we do and what the conclusions that we've come to. So yeah, on a, (laughs) on a lighter note, (laughs) I don't believe in ghosts but I love ghost stories. I absolutely love them. If there's like a, you know, a ghost tour or if there's pictures of like a ghost in a window or something or like stories of little kids saying creepy things, I'm all over that. I love it.
0: Yeah, I am i don't think I believe in ghosts either. Yeah, I believe in a spiritual world. So then there's, there's so many inconsistencies so, and so yes, many like, rabbit holes that you can go down. and Yeah. Oh, and that's why I actually quite, like the good place and how they kind of where they ended up so it's yeah. probably worth pushing through that last i season. will yeah um, the problem
1: is is that i usually crochet when i watch tv uh, so if i'm it depends on what sort of a project i'm making at the time and also i think i was watching the good place the good place mainly when i was pregnant and breastfeeding and it's just you can't really concentrate because there's just so much other stuff going uh, on. Yeah, too but i will food. i will persevere with that but um yeah, that is just about time to wrap up this episode. Uh, my apologies if I said anything horrifically <laughs> offensive and awful. I I can't even remember what I said. We were just.
0: I don't think you did. Yeah, we. we I, I, yeah, I just. I was. My only worry is when we talk about religion, it's always a bit of a fraught thing. But again, like both of us come from the point of view of, like. We're very happy for everyone to believe what they believe um, and don't judge anybody for believing things different to us. Um, I have been a bridesmaid in two Catholic weddings. so (laughs) And sat through through two long Catholic ceremonies. Yes, I did. (laughs) And ironically, I – I had a Catholic ceremony and oh, really? Uh, not really all that big on the Catholic church or religion, but yet when I wanted to get married, I was like, I feel this kind of needs to be in the Catholic church. So make of that what you will. Um, Wrap it up, Carls. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's just about time to wrap it up.
1: So don't forget (laughs) that we do have a Patreon page, which keeps Straight and Curly in your ears and covers our production costs. If you love listening to the show and you want to support it, just visit patreon.com forward slash Straight and Curly. You can also follow us on Instagram at Smaggle and at Kelly Exeter. And please leave us a review if we didn't. Totally okay. make you want to never listen again with this very <laughs> random out of the blue episode. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've said that we're close to, to hitting 200 reviews for we the last few episodes. So we hopefully we're checked. already there. But if we're not there, if we're already at 200, leave us a review anyway, because more than 200 things is better than 200 things.
0: <laughs> Indeed. Um, and finally did jump into the Facebook group. I have no idea. What we might talk about. Yeah. Um, shit, tell us what you believe. Like, I, I'm actually quite open to having my mind changed. I'm very flexible yeah. on this one. So, I, I'm really curious to hear what you believe, how you got there. Um, and yeah, let's keep the conversation going in the group. See you there. Thank you so much for listening to Straight and Curly. This week's show notes and links will be available at straightandcurly.com. And if you have any questions or weird
1: self-improvement hacks you want us to trial, you can tweet us at Kelly Exeter or at Smaggle, or you can email us at hello at straightandcurly.com.